Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to yet another amazing dough show. I'm Robin B, and today I have a very special guest, per usual, who's not only inspiring me, but others. His name is Javon Wade. You guys, this, if you don't know who he is, he's an American and UK actor, and he's known for being in movies such as The Purge, as well as being a part of DC's Doom Patrol as Cyborg. He not only does that, but he's also a co-founder of the Wall Group, which he'll get to later. And you guys, I'm just so excited to have him talk to him and see how he does it all. So stay tuned. Jovan? Robin. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. How's your day? Good, good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Had a little workout. Um, mm. And then just jumped, jumped on a few calls. Had a couple of business calls. And now, now with you. How are you? How's your morning been? I'm great. So did you do kickboxing today? Not kickboxing, but regular boxing? I didn't today. No, I just worked out. Just um, like just body workouts, like push-ups, um, sit-ups, gliders, uh, jumped rope. Um, wow. And then tomorrow, tomorrow I've got MMA and then Wednesday box and then Thursday MMA and then Friday box. Sheesh. Oh, my God, you guys. He killed me last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. That wasn't intentional. It was uh, just trying to work you out. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah, you know yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get started, for the people that don't know who you are, can you tell them who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yes, uh, my name is Javan Wade. I'm an actor. I am also a writer and I'm an entrepreneur. I own a multimedia company, which is called The Wall Group, which has different subsidiaries. The largest of those companies being The Wall of Comedy, which is an online comedy network, largest in Europe. And then we have this different subsidiaries off the back of that, like The Wall of Talent, which is our talent management company, Wall of Productions, our production company, and then uh, various other subsidiaries like Wall of Food, Fashion, Sports, Music. Um, which are different subsidiaries in which we work with creating content and working with talent in order to help them to amass and create great compelling content online. Wow. So I am from London, born and raised in London, South London. And um, yeah, I am, I'm now living in LA, but uh, yeah, my roots are born, born and raised in London, but my descendant is Jamaican. So uh, we call ourselves uh, black British but black British Jamaican because my my family my parents my uh, grandparents are all Jamaican so that's my descendant wow I don't think I even knew that <laughs> <laughs> no you do, no, you do. Wow, yeah, I think there's a, there's a thing with like black black British yeah yeah, yeah. especially from an American point of view we're kind mm-hmm. of just black British right that no one really kind of looks into okay well you know he's African descent or he's Caribbean descent but that's what we kind of lead with in the UK. If I if someone yes. asked me what I am, I would say Jamaican, um, as yes. opposed to even saying British. But um, yeah, yeah, it's Learn crazy because yeah, it's crazy because I didn't know that until I lived there, you know. And yeah. <laughs> it's like they looked at me funny, not knowing exactly where I'm from, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. What that's island it. are you from? Yeah, because when you just say like black, like oh, what are you? They're like and what? Then you're just like, I'm black. I mean, yeah, of course you're black. Like that's evident. <laughs> but what are you? Exactly. You know, I, mean? <laughs> you know, I got a little Ghana, Ghanaian in me. But there we go. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so um, let's get started. The very first segment is going to be our hot topics. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Whew. Okay, let's go. So <laughs> you've played a variety of roles in your career. What is the one role that you want to play in the future? Oh, the one role that I would love to play in the future would be um, in the Marvel Universe. I'd love to play a, another superhero, but in the Marvel Universe. I'm currently playing Cyborg within the DC Universe and um, yeah, playing mm. a character within Marvel. I've always wanted to do one of them slow motion Marvel um, sequences um like <laughs> so yeah that's that's definitely one of my bucket list <laughs> that has that ever happened because people are going to know you as that character would they be like wow he's this character now yeah that happens all the time you know like <laughs> okay. um, ryan reynolds he he was uh green green Lantern, and now he's deadpool um True. you know so it's, it's happened across the board there's been many actors in which have played across both universes um <laughs> and yeah even now you've got um you know, even uh, Idris Elba done it too. So, yeah, mm. it's, it's it's possible. You know what I mean? Putting out there. anything can happen. Anything can happen. There we go. Okay, so being in entertainment, you have quite the schedule. I mean, I've seen myself. So, what do you do on your downtime? On my downtime, uh, I like to actually just kind of like chill, like because your brain is working so much throughout the day and, and throughout working on whatever projects it is, I like to just stop my brain for a minute, whether that be watching movies. I used to, you know, before the pandemic, be a, a huge movie head going to the cinemas um, yeah. and just watching as many films as, as I can. That's kind of like my downtime. Um, I play pool a lot, um, work out a lot, anything that kind of winds my mind down um, and allows me just to kind of be centered and not think about work is, is things that I'm, I'm, enjoying hiking etc you know what I mean? yeah. being one with nature right so would you not consider working out like work because it is work right mm, it's your body's working but it's not work in the sense of uh it's a lifestyle isn't it so it's like in the same way that you eat i don't consider eating as as working is something that you need to do um but for your characters your and your roles right I don't know. I just... Yeah, but I, okay, so even if I'm playing a role that isn't required me to, you know, being crazy shape, like working out is still something that I do religiously. <laughs> um, I just okay. like to stay in shape. And, and it's also really important in terms of the endorphins in which you release when you are working out, helps your mind, helps your brain to be more active and, um, and reactive to being able to create. So, yeah, I think it's important all year round. Yeah. So what's your diet like? My diet is... Um, my diet's pretty good, to be fair. I am, I'm not actually, you know, a vegetarian or a vegan or anything like that, but I have a balanced diet. I try to consume um, as little uh, product that will, you know, take me out of shape. I, I, oft, I, I eat a lot of um, fish. Salmon is probably my favorite dish. I'm constantly eating mm, salmon. Um, me too. And salads. I love salads. Um, and then every now and then I will try and, you know, lay on, something in the carb world in which will help me especially if I'm like building up so it kind of just depends on whether or not I'm training or whether or not I'm just kind of living day to day if I'm bulking up and I'm training hard in order to get a certain physique then mm -hmm. I'll be heavy on the protein um, and then maybe up my carb that uh, calorie and you know less less sugar um, but then if I'm like trying to slim down then I'm, I'm really kind of strict on 
no yeah. fried foods and oils and making sure that I'm eating a lot of salads and just greens really and you know I go very close to what a, a vegetarian diet would be but you know eating a lot of fish and a lot of salmon nice pay attention you guys you can eat like a superhero okay <laughs> okay and for the last question what are some of your inspirations in acting or who Ooh. So my biggest inspiration when I first started was actually Will Smith. Huge, huge, huge fan of Will Smith. I just mm -hmm. loved, you know, off the back of watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and seeing how he made people feel, how he made me feel as a consumer. And I was like, you know what? I want to make people feel like that and yeah. just enjoy, um, you know, his presence on screen. Um, and so, yeah, he was my first kind of um, uh, mentor, if you will, you know, outside of, not and that one thing I just want to kind of make clear is I personally when it comes to like mentors you don't have to know your mentor your mentor can be books your mentor can be people that you don't know and mm. you just watch their interviews etc I have many mentors that have no idea that they are my mentors so right. yeah Will Will was uh, was one of them and then when it comes to the craft um I'm a huge fan of um Tom Hardy um uh, Michael Fassbender Benedict Cumberbatch um, and then the OG, the GOAT, has to be Denzel Washington. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure that there's so many people you don't even know that, you know, you look up to that actually have seen your work and really think you're doing a good job. No, 100%. I, I get, like, DMs and people that, you know, fly messages to me and, and just say, like, love what you're doing. And what yeah. you're doing is really inspiring me. It's helping me to see. I can look at you and be like, oh, I'm just, like, him I was born in London and I was just mm -hmm. a young black boy a young black girl which is trying to make it and and you've done it so it makes it possible for me so yeah people do share those messages and it's really encouraging oh that's awesome okay well you survived hot topics <laughs> congrats <laughs> feeling a little hot uh, there Robin. feeling a little hot <laughs> <laughs> so now we're gonna go into classes in session so this is just where you just go a little bit more into depth with your answers, but you're already doing a good job. So I'm not worried. Cool. Ready for it. All right. So the first question is, how does it feel to be one of Variety's 10 Brits to watch? And how did that accomplishment change your life? Amazing. I think, you know, when you do what you do, we don't, well, you try not to do it for the accolades and just do it for the craft, um, but it's always really good to be acknowledged and to be, you know, put in a position of acknowledgement and understand that what you are doing is being seen in, you know, a bigger way than just what you're putting on the screen it is actually impacting the industry and people are looking at you. And so it was just a huge accomplishment, you know, Variety magazine being such a big magazine and then considering so many other talent um, yeah. you know, my peers and being in a position where out, out of everyone in which you know is creating and is working they look at you as you know one of those top 10 and which is beautiful so it was just something that really put a notch on my on my um my list if you will of you know yeah. ticking off those boxes of what I want to achieve and being able to be seen in a certain light and then also just kind of validates even more so the position that I'm in and tells you that you're doing a good job, you know, and you tell yourself on a day-to-day -day basis of how well yeah. you're doing and, and what you're trying to achieve. But when someone else comes out and says, look, what you're doing is, is being registered and being acknowledged is something that you look at and, and you hold dear to your heart. So 
yeah it's, it it's hits beautiful. different it does hit different <laughs> it does hit different yeah that's awesome so i just wonder from all that press does a lot of different opportunities come or yeah 100% you know when when people are looking and they're trying to find these different performers where it be actors you know even variety they had directors and stuff like that as well um and so they're looking mm. and trying to find everyone wants to work with or wants to find the next hot topic or the next big thing and so yeah. when you have these publications um like you know 10 top to watch or imdb's hot list or things like that it, it it gets the attention of producers and directors and people that are looking for okay who can I cast in this project who can I work with yes and I and you know I had several meetings off the back of that even just kind of peer-to-peer meetings with um different creatives in which are now I'm on their radar which I wasn't before so you know you know, never know what can come from it and I'm really looking forward to benefiting from those seeds in which have been planted in the ground yeah awesome and so you know, enough about your acting skills. I mean, your your entrepreneurship skills are amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about The Wall Group and how it came about? 100%. Um, so, yeah, that was that was um, actually something in which kind of happened by accident, if you will, in terms of my <laughs> actual, you know, the venture of the companies. Because when I first started acting, I just wanted to, you know, act at the highest level and just, you know, try and get to Hollywood. And so creating my own opportunities was always something that I always wanted to do and always felt like if I wasn't getting the opportunity from someone to be able Mm. to do what I wanted to do, then I would do it myself. I always saw myself in a position where, you know, if you can't, you know, get through the door, then you go through the chimney. And my whole thing was, okay, cool. Forget going through the chimney. Let's create a new door and let's walk through that. And so I ended up starting off um, creating an online show called Mandem on the Wall, which is Jamaican patois for a group of guys. And it was, you know, almost like our spin on like a Friday, a group of guys that sat on a porch, they sat on an estate, you guys call them the projects. um, Mm -hmm. And they would tell stories about their everyday lives. And it was a comedy show in which ended up, you know, going out. And we, at the time, myself, my business partners, um, we knew what we were doing, even though, you know, the world didn't have a clue. We actually released a documentary saying, look, we're going to release this show. It's going to be on Channel 4. It's going to be on BBC. It's going to, we're going to do a live show. We're going to have thousands of people come and watch us and everything that we actually said before we even you know released the first episode came to fruition so we released this episode we uh, ended up doing it about the London riots which was uh, our own version of you know some police brutality which took place in 2011 a guy called Mark Duggan who was killed by the police and it it just created a war Um, and you know there was a huge riot in the UK we basically used comedy in order to kind of draw light on that subject and talk about such a serious subject but in uh, you know a comedic light that then did around 50,000 views overnight and after four months we have released four episodes in which started collating you know millions of views and then we you know we really hit off when a company called Big Talk Productions came to us they're known for like um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost films like Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead etc they came in mm-hmm. and said look we, we're making um, the show we want to basically take your characters and we want to turn it into a TV show and so he was like, yo, this is a dream. This was one of the, the notches that we wanted to tick off on our list and our documentary yeah. that we wanted to have it as a TV show. And so that went out there after four episodes, we ended up um, having the show. It went two series. And then we just decided that, look, we want to create more. So we went to the BBC after the, the run of our show finished and ended up pitching them a new show, which was called the JPD show, a sketch show, which uh, had a lot of, 
inspiration from Key and Peele. And so we did this show, we wow. put it on the BBC. And um, yeah, they 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 said, yeah, cool, we're going to put it out. But they put it out on a Sunday night. Everyone was asleep. Our audience is a youth demographic. And we just felt like, oh, look, no. exactly, Robin. was like, how are people going to even see this? It didn't perform to the numbers that they wanted it to perform to. And off the back of that, they said, look, it's not working. We said, of course it's not working. You put it out at midnight. So then we said, look, yeah. give us back these sketches. Let us put them online. And then off the back of that, we'll prove to you that these you know, sketches are, are working and people want to see them. So then we took our sketches back, put them on the platform in which we had for our online show, Man on the Wall. But because it was a whole new show, we wanted to change the name to being a platform. So we changed the name to The Wall of Comedy, which was basically going to be a comedy Facebook wall of videos in which we would be able to collate and work with other creators to do so. And so off the back of that, that ended up blowing up and those sketches, you know, performed really well. The lowest did around 3 million views, the highest did around 49 million views, 50 million views on Facebook. And our platform wow. grew to like 2 million followers. Off the back of that, we was like, how many other creators are there in the scene that are struggling to either get a commission or struggling to get their work seen? Let's try and a find, lot. yeah, so many people. <laughs> and so there was a huge gap there for us to start working with other comedians and creatives. And off the back of that, it, it ended up just, you know, building. And we started working with all the biggest talent within the UK. And that led us uh, to building our platform to 10 million followers and producing between 300 and 500 million views per month. And then the wall wow. of comedy was born, yeah. And so um, then we then ended up breaking off to different subsidiaries, the talent that we were working with, wanting to give them other opportunities. So we started our talent management company, the wall of talent. That then led to all of the productions we were making for them being created by our production company, the wall of productions. And then we started right. to break off into other subsidiaries to try and service other brands and music labels and music artists, et cetera, to build this multimedia empire. That's insane. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Insane. I met you and I had no idea. When did I met meet you on this on this track of your life? <laughs> you met me in you actually met me the first time I came out to LA. So yeah. I ended up um in 2016, four years ago now, I decided that uh I had done a load of shows in the UK as an actor. Um, and some of the biggest ones, like our biggest soap, which is EastEnders, our biggest sci-fi, which was Doctor Who, and a bunch of other shows where I'd worked with some, you know, the greats of, of the UK. And so decided, you know what, I, I need to now come to the US. Go and, to LA. Yeah, yeah. And, and go where it's at. And so, you know, I, I believe in being a, amongst it. And if the place is called Hollywood, that's where I want to be. So I took my first trip <laughs> out here in 2016. And that's when I, I met you. And um, yeah, I just decided, look, I want to get a manager out here and try and work. And I ended up taking yeah. a trip, got my manager, which was Atlas Artists, which is a subsidiary of Atlas Entertainment, which is the production company that actually make all of the DC movies like Batman versus Superman oh, wow. and Wonder Woman. And yeah, exactly. Aquaman, etc. So I knew that if I want to be a superhero, then working with this company. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I've got to go down this road. And it worked out perfectly. Sam with those guys. And I went away for maybe about six months back to London after that and trying to kind of, you know, build out my company still. And um, mm-hmm. that's when I, yeah, got an opportunity for my first role here, which was an audition for The Purge and um, did that audition and bagged it. And then, yeah, literally wow. was in New York shooting that shooting that movie. So, um, yeah, and that was my first ever role in the US, which I was shooting in 2017 after arriving here in, in 28 2016 so yeah it was a pretty nice yeah. transition for me 
A lot can change in four years. A lot can change. <laughs> Every, everything can change. In four everything years. can change. <laughs> so let's talk about Cyborg. Uh-huh. So what what kind of preparation did you have to do for this role? Well, huh, a lot because there's a difference when you know you've got a a role in which is something that you're creating and ideating from scratch versus when you've got a character that already exists, like a biopic, etc let alone a comic book, which already exists as, you know, a, a pigment of someone's imagination, which has been created. And so Cyborg right. has, you know, had many renditions from the 2000 Teen Titan era to even down to the live action movie of the Justice League. And so I was on a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a pressure, really, to, to perform and to essentially, you know, do justice for this character because the character is the, the biggest black superhero in, in these universes. And so yeah. it was huge for me to be able to make sure that I was doing it justice. One, the physical aspect of it and actually looking the part. So I went on a crazy workout regime and literally trained um, for probably about <laughs> six, seven months before I started actually filming the role um, where I was basically just getting in shape and had to build a lot of muscle. I went from wow. around 100, one one fifty five, one sixty to around one ninety five, two hundred pounds. What? Yeah, so I put on like forty five pounds of muscle, um, and yeah, that was what was required for the role. <laughs> so that had never left me, and so that was the physical part. And obviously, then also while I was actually in the role, I was still training um, and okay. building as I went. But then also just you know researching, watching is reading every single comic book that Cyborg appeared in looking at every single appearance that he had been in visually and then taking all of the best parts of what I saw and, you know, things in which I didn't enjoy so much and combining that to create and put my own spin on my version of Vic Stone and Cyborg. And so, yeah, it was, it was a lengthy That's process, a lot. but yeah, we got there in the end. We're here. Two you seasons did, deep. You did. Wow. Amazing. Everybody go check that out. <laughs> Please do. HBO yeah, Max. Go for it. There you go. Um, so I wanted to know, did you really do an, a rap battle in Versus? <laughs> like what? I did do a rap battle in Versus. Um, I, I, uh, so this is a movie which was I done in the UK, which is about um, our, our UK rap battle scene, Don't Flop. Um, and so that mm-hmm. was, a, you know, a, a big inspiration. We had a lot of the Don't Flop guys involved in it. And um, yeah, it was dope. It was it was an opportunity for me to play a character I hadn't ventured into before and be a rap battler. And so as a part wow. of, you know, playing a rap battler, I had to, uh, yeah, shut a, a little rap <laughs> down. Rap. And, yeah, rap. It was great. No, nah, you're going to have to freestyle right now. I know you still have it, though. <laughs> freestyle. Right well, now. Okay, this, this rap was like, it was, it was um, actually... Uh, it was a bat- battle rap, right? So you got to understand yeah. that it's, 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 it, yeah, you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. I want to hear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. Let me just, let me just remember what this one was. Um, <laughs> so I'm battling this guy called, uh, well, he actually, his name is Connor Swindle. He's, he's also in, um, what is it called? Sex Education. He plays um, one of the lead characters. Oh, I love in there. that show. Yeah. And so um, this, I'm just trying to remember that the, if you need a beat, bars. I got you. You know what? I'm just I'm just gonna have to freestyle because I don't even remember that one. Just give me just, okay. just give me a little give me a little a little Oh man, I now need... I'm in the hot yeah, side. Yeah, okay, yeah. You wanna bring me into it. I wanna bring okay. you into it too. Okay, okay, let's go. Yo. 
My name is Javan. I'm chilling in LA. They call me Jay, but that's not my name. My name is Javan, and they call me the man. I might be here, or I might be there. I'll be in the back, and I'm chilling with a Mac. I got my man Luke welling in the back of the cab, like, yo, where we going, G? What we trying to do? I might be on the BBC, too. Or I might be on MTV. What are you trying to say? What you want to do with me today? Because I'm rapping, and I'm chilling on the polls. I might make a pose, or I might chill with Robin, and I might talk a podcast and be on the show. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I don't know how I kept that beat. That yo, was- yo, it was it was fire. That's that's all that matters. You kept me, you Yours kept it going, fire, so true. I kept it going. You get me? That's that's all. Yeah, we, we worked on it. You we know, was there. we was there. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Of course, for real. Of course, that's an exclusive. No one will get that, you know. Yes, no one has that ever. Um. Okay. Last question, because this is this is getting crazy. <laughs> all right. So you're also a speaker, mm-hmm. right? And you did a recent video on how to audition. Mm-hmm. So can you give somebody some tips right now who's into acting, how they can audition? Of course. So I think for <laughs> me, when it comes to auditions, I think the first thing is to remember that um, before you're an actor, you're a human being, right? And anyone that wants to cast someone or, you know, have someone in a project, the most important thing is, can I work with this person? Is this person professional? Is this person legit? Is this person you know, going to be easy to work with. So the moment that you go into a room for an audition, my first piece of advice would be be yourself. Go up to the, right. you know, the casting director or if you're lucky enough to have the director or slash and producer in the room and greet them, you know, let yourself be known, let yourself be heard. And at the same time, in the same way that, you know, no guy likes a girl who's, you know, too forward or, or too needy and no girl likes a guy who's too needy, no casting director wants an actor who you know is just oh I need this job I need this job I need this job. yeah yes as an actor as an actress we all need the job but at the same time you know be confident in the fact that one day you will land whatever it is that you're going to land know your lines so that you can perform at the best of your ability you don't want to be thinking about what your lines are and I actually have yeah. some some YouTube videos on how to learn your lines if anyone does struggle with that um but yeah once you're in the room and you've been prepared Everything takes place, you know, beforehand, before you get in that room and you prepare, because if you fail to prepare, then prepare to fail. And so once you get in that room and you have, you conducted yourself, just give it all you've got and put your own take on that audition, because everyone's going to be coming into the room and they're all going to be, you know, putting themselves out there and doing their rendition of the character. And if it was all about just, you know, having a character, then they just pick anyone. They want your take on that character, your spin. So do something, find something that's going to make you stand out and going to make you remembered, you know? And so for me, when I go for an wow. American role, I, I always just stay in my American accent. They never know that I am British until the end no of my way. audition. Yeah, I, I'll be like going for a... You guys do that so well. <laughs> Thank you. I don't get it. I remember going for, um, uh, when I went to my Purge audition and I was in the room and the character's New York. So I'm, I'm talking in a New York accent. What's going on? Yeah, how, how's everybody doing? Thanks so much for having oh! me. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be doing the accent and stuff. And the moment I finish the audition, <gasps> at that point, like, thank you what? so much. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having no. me, blah, blah, blah. And then I just switch it up. And then it's like, oh, he was the British guy that did the, the thing. Now they remember me. So just find something that makes, you know, people remember you. Um, and That's crazy. Yeah, leave it all on the line. And then forget about it because it's not in your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the most important part. That's it. That's it. Wow. 
Okay, well, that was a great interview. And I just want people to be able to find you on social media, anything you have going on, any new projects. So just say it, everything. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so um, uh, you can find me on, on all social medias at Javan Wade. My name is spelled J-O-I-V-A-N. Um, Instagram, I'm probably the most active, but I'm also active on Twitter, on uh, here and there on Facebook. And then I have my own YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Javan Wade where I uh, post up vlogs and I post up um, self-help videos for motivation um, and also acting tips. And yeah, you guys can find me and, and connect with me and I'd love to, to continue sharing this journey. But um, I have a couple of projects which are coming out. I actually have a uh, big spoken word um, film, which is about uh, police brutality mm. and systematic injustice in America coming out at the end of October. Um, and I can't wait for everyone to see that. Spoken word is a, is a big thing for me. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it's, a, it's actually a short film. Um, and so that's coming out. And then I have uh, a film that I actually produced, a short film, which is out now called Joy. Um, so you guys can check that out. And yeah, I'm gearing up to shoot season three of Doom Patrol. So in vigorous training and um, start shooting that early 2021 for a release and hopefully around summer 2021. So lots going on, lots to be a part lots. of and lots to follow. Lots. So please do follow me. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have a great day. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate <laughs> you. Have a blessed day, man. Thanks. Talk Take to you care. later. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys. What a fun, interesting interview. And now it's time for my favorite part, the Ask the Doc segment. You guys send in questions each week about different questions you have about anything related to health and it's so hard to choose but this week I chose something super important and that is now that fall is approaching what can I do to prevent catching a cold you guys now more than ever this is very very important you don't need to just protect yourself against the coronavirus and the flu you need to protect yourself against the common cold as well but luckily, some of the measures that you're using already to protect yourself from the coronavirus are protecting you from the cold. But you gotta keep remembering to do them. So number one is making sure you're washing your hands, right? Making sure you're using antibacterial soap. Um, and remember, when you're using the antibacterial wipes on the surfaces, it's very important because the cold is a viral um, inoculation just like the coronavirus right so you want to make sure that everything you touch stays away from your nose and your mouth um, that's called self inoculation when you touch something and then you touch yourself but then the secondary way to, tr to transfer the common cold is by actually getting sneezed on or coughed on to have isolate droplets actually touch you and get into your system. So be careful when you're around other people to wear your mask and you know, just keep your, keep your hands and your body to yourself. Um, another thing besides washing your hands is just kind of identifying yourself. Now you guys can be experts in cold, flu, and coronavirus. Think about the, the differences between them, right? So you can kind of self-diagnose and treat it at home and you can waste the time of going to the doctor as well as harming anybody else. Um, we know that with the common cold, it's rare to have a fever, right? So when you're going to work and you're going to these different places that test your temperature, or if you have a thermometer at home, just remember to check it. If you feel under the weather, 
and then your temperature is not high, then you may just have a cold and you still need to make sure you stay safe with that. Um, if you're feeling some aches and pains, we know that that's more so commonly with the flu, right? Or the coronavirus. So that's something that you should be looking out for as well. And you know, it's very rare that you're gonna get chills and sweating, right, with the cold. You're really just gonna be feeling icky. You're not gonna really feel like you're knocked out. So keep that in mind and keep those things in your house and keep washing your hands. All right, you guys, now that we've learned so much about entrepreneurship, the industry, even how to prevent the common cold, it's really important that we still check in on ourselves to make sure that we're doing okay. For instance, I had a very, very anxious, I'd say, birthday month. Leading up to my birthday, I was so anxious about what I wanted to do. The fact that I was turning 30, different things just crossed my mind and it felt like it wasn't gonna be a positive day or everything was going wrong. So I just challenge you guys to really make sure that you're checking in on yourself and realizing that once you get past that, whatever it is, whatever the obstacle is, once you get past it, you will feel better, you will succeed. It's just that initial fear. And another thing is I read um, in this amazing, amazing book that we need to be more focused on God's provision and his protection versus our fears. Fears of inadequacy, fears of rejection, fears of abandonment, fears of financial issues. When you realize that if you're trying to protect each day, protect those individual fears, you're doing something towards those fears like saying something to somebody, you know, being worried and anxious and um, about your finances, you are disregarding God's protections and provisions in the first place. He blessed you with those things. So just be grateful overall for having those things because without that provision, you will not have those things to be fearful of. So just know, keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the bigger picture and don't focus on the minute details that are already figured out for you. All right, you guys, that wraps up yet another Doe Show. I am so sad to see you guys go, but I'll see you the same time, same place next week. And I just want to give a special thanks to our guest, Jovan Wade. He was incredible and just so hilarious. So you guys, make sure that you're rating this podcast, subscribing, commenting, liking, sharing, going to our Instagram, asking questions, doing whatever it takes to get the word out there. You never know who this might help. So thank you guys so much.